Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Betches Media presents Ha Ha Laugh Funny Mention It All, a Bravo by Betches podcast. We don't say that, but now we said it. With Dylan Hafer. Who gonna check me, boo? And Barry Rosenfeld. I need to start drinking alcohol. Now go to sleep, we. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I'm Dylan Hafer. And I'm Barry Rosenfeld. And welcome back, I guess we can say. How's your Barry, long. I haven't, I haven't talked to you in like a week. It's so weird. I know, but it feels like we're just right back where we left off and feels like no time has passed. (laughs) Still with our beautiful Potomac ladies in their yellow gowns. I will say I am kind of relieved for this season to be over. As much as I love the Potomac women and I think it was a great season, it has been, it's been a lot. And I think, I think Mm -hmm. it's time to put it away for a little bit and hopefully they are going to go and film another great season and we can talk about it in like six months, you know? Yeah. I think that sounds like a solid plan. Um, I <laughs> what did was you, real. I, I was, what did I, what, 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 what were you like watching any, what were you watching this week? I feel like we had like a little bit of a break. You think I remember anything that I did. No, I'm kidding. I watched. <laughs> okay. This is shocking. Cause I watch yes. TV and movies all the time, but mm-hmm. I didn't watch anything oh this past week because I was like busy. I was with my family. I was yeah. like sleeping, but okay. Funny story. All I wanted to do was watch Joker, which, you know, is one of like, I, I really love that movie. <laughs> and I was home with my parents. And instead of driving back to my apartment, I told them I'll stay under one condition. And we watched Joker and they were like, fine. Oh my God. It was nowhere to be found. So I got in my car and drove to my apartment. Like I was dead serious. I was like, I'll stay if we watch it. And I couldn't find it on demand. So I went home. (laughs) That is so funny. I see. I feel like when you're spending time with family over the holidays, it's easy to like watch nothing because you're just hanging out. Whereas I was alone this whole week because I stayed in the city, whatever. I did nothing but watch TV I got back on my Married to Medicine binge train. I watched two full seasons over this week that I had off. Um, I got to tell you, if you have not dipped your toes into Married to Medicine yet, it is, I would say, one of the most underrated shows on Bravo. And I I don't know when exactly their new season is going to start, but I think it will be probably in the next couple months. So it would be a good time to hop on and catch up. Well, I shall take that advice because um, I do need to watch a new Bravo show. And I know that we've talked about this before. Like, I do need to watch Married to Medicine. It's just, I just haven't gotten to it. Okay, but also knowing you. Oh, wait, no, I started it. Remember, I started the one in LA. I did. And then oh, I, no, no, that doesn't count. Yeah, doesn't okay, because I was like, I stopped watching it. Like, knowing you, you'll start watching it and it's seven seasons and you'll be done in a week and a half. So I'm <laughs> yeah. not like, I'm not concerned because <laughs> you. Yeah. You can get a TV show done as fast as oh, yeah. you need to. I really appreciate you calling that out, like my <laughs> dedication to getting it done. I remember, I can't remember what show, maybe Southern Charm or something. You had started it and 
yeah. it was like, oh, like I need to catch up before the premiere. And I was like, good luck. And then you were like, I'm on season six already. Like- <laughs> <laughs> I know. And I wish it was, we were back at season six, speaking of that. But anyway, let's jump back into Potomac. I so we our pick up where we left minute, off. Our 90, 90 minute, our minute episode. I okay. I have to say, I kind of appreciate that we didn't get a new Atlanta last night because I think if it was this two and a half hour marathon, I think we would have been really exhausted by the end of Potomac. And I like that yeah. we got to just fully take it in. Atlanta will be back next week to you know take its rightful place. Right. I okay. So we pick up where we left off. Candace has stepped away we're still talking about the fight and Andy I will say Andy is definitely more on Candace's side than on Monique's side I think it's fair to say throughout this reunion I've seen a lot of people on social media who are more team Monique that are really angry about how Andy handled all of this personally I think people are giving Andy a little too much trouble for this it's like People, when Andy isn't on the side of their fave, people love to act like Andy's being unfair and he's supposed to be impartial and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, okay, Andy is not a Supreme Court justice. Like his job is not to make the fairest decision. He's an executive producer and the host of the Housewives reunion. And his job is to craft an entertaining season and reunion and episode. And so- while I understand the frustration, if you are a big Monique fan and you felt like he wasn't being fair to her, I feel like it's like, that's not really the point. Like you're expecting too much of Andy. I also think he does a really great job at holding people accountable and calling them out. Like he, I per, I don't think he was choosing a side. I think he was just digging at Monique a little more because I'm sorry, Candace seems a bit fragile these days and cries anytime you blink. She literally cried for half of the reunion. And when we did leave off, like you just said, she was crying. So she wanted to get herself back together. But really, I think she just needed her makeup done, redone, because (laughs) her tears were rolling through that cake done. I will say Chris, Chris Bassett is seems like such a great man. And I, I really think he. He's one of, they have a marriage where I really think he makes her a better person and he like is kind of, he really is her better half. And I, I feel like she's very lucky to, I don't know. I I agree. And let's just get into that then, because when they brought out the husbands, which by the way, I was a bit disappointed that we didn't get half of them. I was like, like, um, could we have rescheduled this? This is bullshit. Like, did I, did I expect for Jamal to be there? No, I did not. But we couldn't get Michael or Juan. Like, there was zero chance Michael was showing up to this reunion. No matter what day it was, Michael was going to be somewhere. He was not coming to this reunion. Like, I bet my bottom dollar on that. But anyway, like, Candace felt even more protected when Chris was there. So it's like she kept making comments. The girl doesn't stop. Like, she didn't. (laughs) Stop making comments. I think I like I rolled my eyes at one point on the couch because of what she said to um Ashley about her husband was that her husband's disgusting and a creep. Bitch, shut up. Like, why? What is wrong with you? Why are you continuously talking shit about people 
to them when you don't like it, when you can dish it, but you can't take it. It's really fucked up. And it, it really got to me last night. Like, I, sorry, yeah. I just really pissed me off. Stop. Yeah. I mean, I will never have an issue with somebody calling Michael a creep because I think that is like factually correct. I didn't think but- it was right for her to say that to his wife. That wasn't nice. Fair enough. I do think Ashley, Ashley, as much, even if she says she doesn't defend her husband, she is kind of like the textbook, you know, PR wife out there, like giving the (laughs) statement. Calling all my honeys. Support for today's episode comes from Honey Love. Whether you're a bride, a wedding guest, or simply seeking everyday smoothing, Honey Love is the go-to for all things shapewear. Honeylove has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. For a limited time, you can get Honeylove on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. When talking about shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their Signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering just the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back and thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Move with confidence, thanks to Honey Love. I want to know what your thoughts were. We so we did finally last night get an apology from Monique to Candace. I will tell you how I feel. I okay, personally, I feel I feel like it was it was good of her to say the apology. That's kind of what we've been talking about all along. Like, why can't she just apologize? But at the same time, I understand why it wasn't easy for Candace to just be like okay, great, because there's so much more that's happened than just, I I apologize for pulling your hair. It's like, there was a lot, there are a lot more layers. And I, I understand Candace's position of like, this is still tough for me because of this, 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 this. Right. I thought Monique's apology was a good one. It was not like one of those ones we've seen in the past from other housewives where you're like, seriously, you're better off saying nothing. I thought it was a, a fine apology whether it took her however long it did to say it. My issue is that I don't know what Candace wanted from her. All she does is complain. I know this is going to make it seem like I'm really against Candace, but it it just to me is like she went back and was like, my problem with this is just accept the apology. And like at that point, even the husbands were like, we want them to move on. Like what else does Candace want from her? Her issue is that it took Monique one year to apologize. Then on my rebuttal for that is some people need their time. Like it affected uh, Monique. No, mm-hmm. it does. Like maybe she's not over a either. Year? Yes, a year is a long time, but you know, people who don't talk for 10 years and then apologize well, like this well, is normal. To me, that's the thing where it's like, if it takes you a year to apologize, it's like, 
that's a bigger issue because it's like it did it take you a year to understand that it was wrong like well that- no i think mo she has a bit she has a she didn't want to um back de- like she didn't what's i can't think of the word I'm right and so she, it's she like she didn't want to you know it was like a prideful thing of right, not right, wanting right. to admit it but then also like i think she's still she's giving this apology which i i appreciate the apology i do think you know she came around in terms of that but she's saying how you know she had this legal stuff she couldn't apologize the lawyers were telling her the legal stuff was dropped like yeah. almost a year ago like candace said end of 2019 so i i do it's just at the end of the day i think too much um as i feel like this is something a housewife would say there's too much water under the bridge oh my god a simple apology to just clear it all up and i think that's from both sides so i don't i don't think it's anything wrong of monique but it's like yeah like saying sorry is great but like we're a little past that point yeah and i i also i also had a problem with the fact that Candace had a problem that Monique did it on camera. Of course, Monique is going to apologize with witnesses F- to you. Are you kidding? And so you can take a story and run with it. Monique's not stupid. Of course, she's going to do it in front of people. Could Monique also have done it like off camera as well? And then at the reunion been like, we talked, we had a side conversation. Yes, but I'm sorry in that I don't blame Monique for doing that. I wouldn't trust Candace right now. If their friendship isn't where it's where it was like, I don't, I would want people to know and see and witness what I said. Like, so. Yeah. So, okay. So moving on from Candace versus Monique, cause I feel like (laughs) it's time. Um, I want to talk about the stuff with the trainer rumor because now that, (laughs) now that Chris Samuels is out here, he is very heated. Well, we forgot to mention another guest that was at the reunion. Uh, which a which security guest? guard in the back. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I go so, come on, Giselle. My okay, God. but I do. I the security guard, of course, it's dramatic. But that video, I had not seen that video before from Chris Samuels that they showed. That was that was really gross. It was really gross and just like fucked up and. I, I mean, it was transphobic and it was really just like unsettling and he he was threatening. Like, I, I don't understand. Uh, I mean, that whole video just made me feel very strange. The bodyguard was probably not necessary, but just like the bodyguard also didn't move when they were like, why is he sitting? The bodyguard was like, is this my cue? Should I go? Chris Samuels (laughs) just gives me like a bad vibe. I don't enjoy his presence. I think he and Monique have this weird kind of like, it feels almost like a mafia-ish relationship. Like, I don't know. Like, I just, I don't enjoy when he's on the screen. And I think that used to be different, but now I'm just like, it it uh, makes me feel strange. I don't, I definitely don't dislike him. I think he, that video, you know, was a bit much for what, for what he said and, and it, that it was a live and the a live video. And so the thing is though, it's hard to say because I'm, we're not in their shoes. And I feel like the way he was feeling based on what they were accusing them of was he was hurt, but for him to go and say that, like that was a bit much and he could have handled it differently. However, it did not take him as long as his wife to apologize. He apologized right then and there on stage. And he has to understand though, he's 
six, five, he is a gentle giant, I would say, but he's, it's a bit intimidating if someone like, like him is to say that he's going to like stomp you, whatever. So right, I, stomp I, get, the shit I see, out of you. right. I see both sides. I do. So, okay. Getting into the crux of this actual rumor. So Candace, Candace acknowledges that there was a dinner after Andy's baby shower and that they were talking about lots of things and that this rumor that Gigi was spreading about Chase not being Chris's baby that it came up but it was just like in in context it wasn't something that they were like talking about spreading this rumor it was just like there's all this all these rumors whatever and so this question again comes up of who did anyone say it on camera if because if not then Monique and Chris are the first ones bringing it up in the context of the show. And we get some unseen production footage, which was really interesting because from what we see, Chris, when Giselle shows up to their house, is making a reference of like, doesn't the baby look like me? Which obviously he's not directly like saying the rumor, but that would it implies that he's the first one who kind of alluded to it on camera. So then when Giselle and Robin were talking later, they thought that the rumor was already on the table. Okay. My question to that, when I saw that scene of her going into the house and him saying that, Mm -hmm. I want to know what he heard at that point for him to say that because he must have set, heard Giselle's or someone telling him Giselle's talking shit for him to have said that. That's right. the part of the of the puzzle that we're missing because yeah. he wouldn't have said that if he didn't think Giselle was ta- starting rumors about them. And I think also one thing that I think we'll never quite have the answer for because they're just, you know, it's a he said, she said. Mm-hmm. Giselle acknowledges that she spoke about the rumor or she whatever, but she's saying that the rumor was stupid, that it was just a thing that people were saying, but that Giselle is pretty adamant that she was never trying to like spread this rumor as if it was a true thing. So that it's just like, yeah, like if if I hear, you know, somebody saying a rumor that like Barry is doing out here doing whatever, just because I say the words doesn't mean that I'm like telling people that it's true yeah but, we've but i this also in the past. you're not deading it you're not dead right i get that from chris and monique's perspective they're like why were you why would you say it at all right if it's not if you're not you know putting a stop to it so i think that's hard i think it's it's clear that nobody was really trying to say that this rumor was true and really like I think people i've seen people on social media being like they were trying to destroy a family whatever I really think that's a little exaggerated. I don't think it was ever that deep, but I I do understand from Chris and Monique's perspective that it was like, this still feels harmful, even if nobody really thinks it's true or nobody is really like out here, you know, trying to ruin our lives. It still feels like an attack. And that's also not for Giselle to say that the rumor is stupid. Like that, that's a serious allegation that, she didn't put us up to and that it could harm their family. I understood what Chris was saying at that point when he was like, if it once his kids old enough to understand and see this rumor, like that's pretty, that's a big deal. And, um, but I guess it is, um, crazy for the fact that Andy was like, this wasn't on the show. Like no one mentioned yeah. it on the show, but 
I don't know. I sometimes guess it's confusing I, if you see if there's cameras or not cameras. Like, I don't sometimes know. I wish we could watch these shows in a vacuum with no kind of outside influence. Obviously, with social media and everything, yeah. that's not how it works. Maybe, I mean, maybe 10 years ago it did a little bit more, but like, I mean, we had video footage of this altercation the day after it happened because somebody at the winery took a video. Like, it's, it's hard because yeah, okay, maybe it wouldn't have been on the show, but Monique is right to say, well, we all heard about it because it's on social media. So, you know, it's it's right. a give and take and obviously not everything is gonna be covered in the show. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm, I'm ready to leave it in the past. And I guess we can talk about now, Monique went on Instagram Live last night after the episode and basically said that she's done, she doesn't need it, she doesn't, you know, it's harming her family and she's not gonna be back for season six. And I think it's unfortunate that it kind of had to go down this way, but I won't say that I'm super upset just because I do think the fact that we won't have the Monique and Candace dynamic will allow us to actually kind of move forward rather than having a whole season that's like, are Monique and Candace gonna be friends again? I'm really pissed. I knew it was going to come down to this and I'm pissed that she's the one that left and not Candace. I feel mm. like a majority of the internet um, agrees with me in the fact that Monique's a better housewife than Candace was. Candace didn't bring anything to the table. Like from, di- she oh, didn't, I I'm sorry. I disagree. I think Candace is a great housewife. I think housewife. Monique brought more and it's funny because Monique uh, posted a video to her feed of a flashback that she did like the first season she was on saying like she's on it for the show like for her family and a show of family and if it gets more right. that she'll leave like she doesn't need the show but it, but i don't know i've said since day one that i enjoyed monique she was one of my favorites of course the altercation happened and it turned some things but in the end i i wish it was candace that left Hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times bestselling author. And I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer. We're moms of toddlers and best friends of 20 years. And we both love to talk about being parents, yes, but also pop culture. So we're combining our two interests by talking to celebrities, writers, and fellow scholars of TV and movies. Cinema, really. About what we all can learn from the fictional moms we love to watch. From ABC Audio and Good Morning America, Pop Culture Moms is out now wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Yeah, I mean, I think they're both strong housewives. I think Candace is obviously a polarizing person in terms of a lot of people don't like her. Um, I do I do think that in terms of moving forward, Candace has kind of fewer roadblocks in the cast in terms of the only person she, obviously she has her, um, her issues with Karen, but the only person she really is in a bad place with is Ashley. Whereas if Monique stayed, it's Wendy, it's Giselle, it's Rob, like she really, 
got to the point where she was only mm. friendly with Karen and Ashley. And Save I think Karen at all costs. I know. I mean, Karen's not going anywhere. Sp- wait, speaking of Karen and Candace, we need to just touch on this. I know. So, My God. Karen and Candace, obviously, we knew that they kind of had this back and forth about Karen showing support for Monique, whatever. We find out that Karen, uh, so Candace told Karen to burn in hell basically which is not a nice thing to say but Karen decided that this was a threat and basically reported her to Bravo HR and was like we didn't know as a thing was like can you get help for this girl or whatever I okay this on one level this is really funny to me because it's just funny that anyone would take burn in hell as like some kind of really threatening statement it's like that's just something that people say when they're like mad whatever it's not that deep but also it's a really I mean to report someone else to your mutual to report a co-worker to your boss or your HR or whatever like that's a real world thing that is pretty serious <laughs> it's, it's I want to know what Karen's goal was like did she feel th- did did she right. think Candace was going to physically like drop her in hell so she would get burned yeah it's unclear whether it was more of her being concerned about herself or her really being you know concerned about Candace and wanting Candace to get help which I think is maybe more of the idea but I I think (laughs) right the place that they were in it's like this should have just been a conversation you didn't need to go to like Bravo and be like I know but Karen's Karen's like body language is the funniest thing when she was like, Oh, I sure did. Like, I sure did. Like, yeah. Oh, I sure I, did. And, and <laughs> she's like, it's just that is the shit that I like and think is funny and like wish mm-hmm. that would just continue. Like, that is harmless. I should say that lightly, harmless, because you could lose yeah. your job by going to HR, but that's <laughs> the harmless, like fun that that it housewives is. But have we ever in housewives history, have we ever seen that before? I don't think because someone going to HR. <laughs> I'm I don't sorry, that is gotten, so funny. Like, I don't think we've gotten that kind of meta where it's like you went to Bravo and we're like, you know, it's one thing if it's kind of in the context of the show, like somebody's like quote unquote job. Do you think the do. HR person even knew what to do? She's like, wait, I never thought a housewife was gonna come and complain about another <laughs> you're like, housewife. You're like, Karen, wait, I'm, I'm sorry, she told you to rot in hell. Can you put that in writing? Yeah, I. I don't know. I'm I'm excited, hopefully, for next season to get back more of kind of the, like, fun shade vibe. Yeah. I think this season, for a few reasons, just got so kind of deep and heavy. And especially toward the end of the season, it was like this really, it's like a Cold War almost. And there's, between Monique and Candace, I just think it got to the point where it was obvious there wasn't going to be a resolution. Mm-hmm. And it's tough on Housewives. I mean, that's when we see feuds like this, there's a reason that usually one person ends up leaving the show because obviously from a personal standpoint, it's hard, but from a from a producing standpoint of wanting to make the best show possible, it's really difficult when you have two people that just won't grow and develop their storyline together and move past it because you just, you kind of end up stuck. And so I right. think whether you're happy about Monique leaving angry about Monique leaving, however you feel about Candace. I'm, I think this is a good thing for the show kind of as a whole moving forward that one of them is 
probably staying and the other one isn't. Yeah. And at that point, though, the other women, specifically Robin and Wendy, had serious issues with Monique, too. That all came to me like out of the blue, not out of the blue, but it was like they were very angry and like couldn't even be around her. And that was the part where it was like, OK, it's right. not just them two fighting. It's like the other women are taking this ser- like um, personally. And I'm more upset the fact that we only had T'Challa for one season. And no, can T'Challa like, still be a friend of? I know. <laughs> Imagine that would be great. They're like they're having dinner and like Monique just like <laughs> drops T'Challa off and you see her in the car. <laughs> that would be um, so good. I feel like okay. I feel like Monique could still, you know, she could pop up at some point. I I don't think she really like wants to be involved in the show, but who knows. I kind of want them to bring Sharice back as a friend of. I think that could be fun. Don't we all? <laughs> I like, I would enjoy that. I don't know if she needs to be a housewife again, but I feel like this season she was so kind of around the edges because of her stuff with Monique. And I, I think it would be fun to have her a little more in the mix again. Well, it's also unfair to us that they tease certain things like a champagne room. We need to see more <laughs> of the champagne room at Sharice's house. Like it, it's not fair and... And they Bravo, I'm going to Bravo HR and I'm going to make a list of all the things that bother me as a viewer. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to find the Bravo HR contact and just send them a list of grievances. And I'm I'm sure they'll all be reflected in next season. Um, Before we wrap up, Barry, who is your number one Bravo lab in the group of the season? It's the last time we're really going to dive deep on Potomac for a while. Okay, instead of our Bravo Leb, let's do our, for this one, because it's the end of the season, let's do our favorite housewife and our least favorite housewife of the season, okay? Okay. Are you down for that? I'm down for that. My favorite for this season, and we can have the same one, because I know it might be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is going to be Karen, because I think she made a huge development for me. She really- um, Yeah gained my love and trust and I like what she did I don't I I've said this before I've never not liked Karen she just wasn't my favorite housewife but I've now watched Potomac and it's full Mm -hmm. and like I really like where she has come to be honest my actually you do your favorite first okay so Karen is my favorite housewife on Potomac overall like because she's one of my top three overall housewives (laughs) For this season, I'm going to go with Robin because I think Robin had a really great season in terms of her personal storyline. I loved seeing her and Juan kind of be in their best place ever. I loved the way she dealt with the tax stuff. Congrats on paying it off, girly. Um, but also, <laughs> I think with the with the Monique and Candace stuff, she obviously picked a side. She was on Candace's side. But I, I think she was a little more thoughtful in the way she went about it than Giselle, for example. Um, and I, I think she brought a little bit more balance to the situation versus like Giselle got a lot of flack from Monique fans because she just seemed kind of like weirdly angry about it. And I liked the perspective that Robin brought to it. And I just, I think Robin's funny. I think she still is underrated, um, but I can't really, I can't picture the show without her. Okay, so funny thing is, one of my least favorites is Robin. I think that she, (laughs) I just think that she cruises and I think she's fun in her home scenes. But other than Mm -hmm. that, I don't really like, 
much about like I don't know I don't think she's a bad person but my overall course, yeah. least favorite is of course Giselle Candace. Giselle no. Giselle okay Giselle I know obviously I feel like Candace and Monique don't count in this like they've written no like they're Giselle <laughs> this season ruined herself I'm telling you, I think she did too much way too much and I do think for me think, it's done I do think Giselle is probably relieved that Monique chose not to come back because a lot of kind of her biggest downfalls this season had to do with stuff involving Monique. And so Mm -hmm. she kind of maybe gets a free pass out of some situations that would have been unpleasant going forward. I am going to give my least favorite to me. It's a tie Monique and Candace because I just think things didn't have to be the way that they were. And even kind of putting aside the the altercation, even if that stayed the same, they both could have dealt with it in a way that would have allowed us to move on a little more. And I think they both kind of um, chose, I was going to say they dropped the ball, but I think they just chose not to pick it up in the first place in terms of kind of, you know, neither of them were willing to give up any kind of ground or make any kind of apology or take accountability. And I think, um, I still enjoyed the second half of the season, but I think we could have been in a better place if they had sort of made an effort. And for that, they're both my, my least favorite housewife of the season. Um, this was this such a been, fun game. This has been what a bride of a season to talk about. I'm yeah, right. I, I'm interested to see where it goes from here, but ready to leave it behind for now. I'm also happy to have a bit of a weight lifted off our shoulders on Sunday nights because we can just uh, yeah. focus on our girls from ATL. Those, those two, those two show nights are. It's a lot. Are kind of a lot, especially Sunday. It's like, I just want to chill and like, enjoy yes. it. It's um, like no offense to Bravo. Like I love the shows, but part of me is just like, oh my God, I don't want to do anything. Um, We have Dallas premiering next week. That's exciting. Ew. Atlanta's going to be back. We will be back on Thursday for a special New Year's Eve episode. Everyone, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And yeah, thanks for listening. Bye. Betches.